This impactful conversation is brought to you by Say Things Better, a method of intentional communication developed by Lila Smith. I met Lila on LinkedIn and we immediately connected due to her open heart and wisdom. She helps entrepreneurs and thought leaders to make impactful choices for their communication. The Say Things Better messaging framework is the way she managed to build her own following of over 25,000 fans. Follow Say Things Better on LinkedIn and connect to Lila through her website at saythingsbetter.com. Hey Andy, thanks so much for bringing Jacqueline. That was a boom. You guys really discussed matters that we really need to discuss to this generation and I really loved it. I just loved what you guys discussed. Thanks so much for bringing Jacqueline on board, right? And you are doing a great job, my dear. Thanks so much. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> Bye. Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast. I'm your host, Andrada Aniti. I've come across a very interesting person on LinkedIn lately and in the last days, and I was so impressed of her activity. And actually, I saw a video in which she spoke uh, about a young man, a three-year-old boy, you know, making an impact on the world. So I wanted to learn more. And this is exactly I, why I searched a bit for Jacqueline Way and found her TEDx talk. And I was so impressed that I definitely needed to have her on my show. So let me say hello to my guest for today. Hi, Jacqueline. Welcome and thank you for accepting to be my guest for today. Well, good morning. I'm just, sorry, good morning for me. Uh, I'm just so excited to be here with you today. So thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I forgot to tell about you that you are the founder of 365Give, hashtag 365Give, and there's another thing, hashtag do one give day, right? So I would like to let you introduce yourself a bit and then um, tell us where did all this start from? I'm sure that the audience will be delighted with your story as I was. Well, thank you. Uh, so 365 Give is my charitable organization. I'm a co-founder with it, with my son. Uh, and it actually started, 365 Give is a, is a fun story because it actually started as a personal parenting project. So for parents that are out there, um, you know, we all understand how difficult and challenging it is to raise children. Um, as I like to say, you know, being a mom is one of the toughest roles on our planet and being a parent, uh, especially is. in our day and age, because it's so different from when we were children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had a really um, beautiful experience that I have three beautiful boys. Uh, they've all been adopted. And when you go through the adopted adoption process, it's kind of like going through a marriage counseling process before you get married. And you're asked about 7,000 questions. Oh, and one of the questions that I was asked was, you know, what are your expectations for your children? And it was such a great question because the only expectation I had from my soon-to-be kids were that they grew up to be just kind, compassionate, loving little human beings. And that was my hope for my children. 
So on the day that we got the call that we were going to be parents and that first day that I held my new son in my arms, uh, he was just 11 weeks old, um, I really took a look at the world through a different lens. And it was, it was an interesting lens because it was the lens of, oh my God, what am I bringing my son into and all of the challenges that they face in our world. And also the lens of how can I create a positive impact and change in our world that um, I can lead my son into? Because I can't, you know, sit and look back at the world and go, oh my God, what am I bringing my son into if I'm not, if I wasn't willing to make some change that was going to be good for our world and for the future of my son. Right. So that's how 365 Give started. And when my son turned th three years old, I decided he was old enough to be part of that change with me. And so on his literally third birthday, um, I sat him down and I said, you know, we're going to start this super fun family project and we're going to do one thing to give back to the world every day for one year. Now, obviously at the age of three, he had no idea what that meant. And so we talked about what giving meant and we talked about how we could make an impact on the world around us within our community uh, and how we were going to do it. And so I really broke it down into categories for him. And we said, you know, how, how could we give back to either animals, our planet, um, or people um, in different ways? And we literally sat down and we made a list to get us going. And we, we looked at really simple ways and talked about simple ways that we could make an impact. We talked about picking up garbage when we went down to our playgrounds or local beaches. Uh, we talked about how we could support animals through doing things like creating a bird feeder in our backyard or going down to our local animal rescue shelter, which we have just a few blocks from our home and donating blankets and towels or spending our time with the cats down there, just giving them some love mm. and how we could help people in our community. You know, we have great neighbors in our community. We would bake cookies for them. We would do gardening for them. Uh, we have a lot of seniors around us and so how could we support those people? And so every day for 365 days, that's what we did. And we did one thing to give back. Um, and we named it, we named it 365 Give. And within that journey, I really wanted to record the stories. I'm not that uh, mom that likes to kind of do scrapbooking. So instead, um, I decided I was going to create a blog mm -hmm. and little short stories about how Nick and I gave back to the world every day. And, you know, I'm not some inspiring writer or some social media guru. Um, so we were really beautifully amazed when not only friends and family started following our journey, but people from all over the world mm -hmm. started following our journey and started responding to us because they were inspired by Nick and the daily gives that he was doing. And they started doing their own daily gives. And we were just blown away by the comments and response that we got. And 365 Give was born. Uh, and that was seven years ago that I started that blog. And now 365 Give, through beautiful um, connections um, and beautiful people that believed in what we were doing, um, has now become a global giving movement. And we have members, we have an educational program, and people that join us every day from all over the world. That's one one beautiful story, and thank you. Um, I realize 
you know, while watching your YouTube video, I was curious and I saw that you have almost 3 million views. How amazing is that, that people actually want to learn how to become happy. And what I loved most about your video was the fact that you were talking actually about the transition from anxiety and depression into happiness. And this story, you fit it in this, this exact story, you know? So to me, that was absolutely impressive. And I skimmed through the comments too, and I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I left one myself. Um, but it was, you know, just impressing to see how people actually crave for the goodness. You know, they, they crave to see how, how they can, how, you know, small things can actually impact. And as you said in the video, in, in your TED Talk, if a three-year-old child can do it, everyone can do it. You know, it's that simple. So I would like to ask you here one thing. What was the first thing and the one that Nick enjoyed the most? So there's actually a double question. What was the first one and what was the one that he enjoyed the most? Well, you know what? The first one is one of the ones he enjoyed the most. And it was something that he chose himself. Um, And I talk about it uh, in my TED Talk. Um, and it's, uh, he really wanted to give back to animals. Giving back to animals was something that was very important to him. And it is to a lot of children. It's something that they really easily connect with. Um, and that was how could we support animals in our community? And so we went through our house and we, at that time, um, had two dogs ourselves. Uh, they were dogs that were rescued from a a local shelter. Mm -hmm. And so it was some, it was a way he wanted to give back. So we went through and we found some blankets and some old towels. We walked down to our local animal shelter. Um, We donated those towels and blankets, but what we realized at the same time was they asked us if we wanted to volunteer our time and spend some time with the cats at the shelter. And at our shelter, you actually can get right in. They have these, they're not cages they have for the cats, but they're big open rooms where a lot of the cats can interact together. Mm -hmm. And we were able to go into that room and we must have spent an hour. And for a three-year-old, that is a huge amount of time. Right. Just playing with the cats, cuddling with them, interacting with them. I'm lucky I didn't come home with 10 cats that day. (laughs) Um, And it's actually something I do with all three of my boys. It's their favorite way to give is we go down and we spend time with the cats. Um, and just volunteering our time cuddling and meeting them Uh, and it's still to this one of our favorite things to do I know one of our other favorite things to do and we do this uh, every Christmas morning it's still a family family ritual for us is we actually make um, Christmas cookies on Christmas morning and we walk down to our local firehouse and we go meet the firefighters who are actually working on Christmas Day to help keep our community safe. And we just go say thank you for their community service, for being there. And we give them cookies every Christmas morning. So that's one of our other favorite things to do. That's beautiful. And what's the reaction I need to ask? You know, the firemen's Oh my, you know what, you know, if I could take a video every time, you know, and and that's always the hard one because we have to ask people for permission to take videos. Um, You know, their reaction is just so beautiful. They feel, um, 
they feel so happy. And, and this is what I talk about in my TED Talk. And my TED Talk um, happens to be called How to Be Happy Every Day. It Will Change the World. And what we've learned about giving is the happiness that's created. And it's not just the happiness that's um, created in ourselves when we give, because that actually happens. It's a brain and body reaction. Um, for ourselves that happens, but it's the happiness that's created in the others that we touch. And, you know, something as simple as, you know, delivering cookies to the firefighters, the reaction and the happiness that it creates in them and that we get to experience as the giver is the best reaction of all. Uh, and, and understanding that it's creating happiness for the people that we touch in our world and the impact that it's touching. Uh, and it's also the impact that it's creating on ourselves. People don't realize that when you give, you're actually creating well-being for yourself. That's true. Uh, and it in, it's creating life longevity for yourself. Um, it's creating, um, it literally decreases stress in our brains through something called cortisol. And it decreases that up to 23% when you give, even in the smallest of ways. You don't have to be an Oprah Winfrey or a Bono or a Bill Gates. Um, you know, we can all help create that impact on ourselves and create the, the chemical reaction in our bodies through dopamine and serotonin that increases um, happiness inside of ourselves. You know, people always say is that you can't get happiness from the outside. But we like to think of giving as happiness in action because it creates happiness within ourselves. Right, right. And this takes me to, to something else that I've noticed. Um, among the comments that I saw on, uh, on your TED Talk, someone was, was saying that they're actually anxious and depress uh, depressive. Mm -hmm. And that at the same time, even though he was in that kind of situation, he was still giving to the others. And he was still enjoying, but he was being taken advantage of. <laughs> mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't get a chance to, to see what your answer was. I know that there was an answer. But my question is uh, here, considering you know, the fact that you are such a giver and that you enjoy you know, giving to people, and that's how you, you are teaching your, your kids to be happy, right? From, from within. Mm -hmm. um, there, there are a lot of people that say that we need to give ourselves first in yes. order to be able to give the others. What's your take on this very uh, angle of the situation, let's say? Well, you know, I was, I have to say, and it was the one thing that surprised me, I never planned that my TED Talk title would be, called, would be titled How to Be Happy Every Day. It's just the way it unfolded through mm -hmm. the process. And the, the amount of comments that I get from people that are suffering from anxiety and depression um, and high levels of stress is truly unbelievable. I never um, thought I would be guiding people that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always say the first person you have to take care of is yourself. And I actually believe that giving back, and we always say you don't have to give back to other people. You can give back to yourself through, first of all, um, being gentle and kind to yourself. You know, we beat ourselves up a lot about not being good enough, uh, not working hard enough, not earning enough money. Um, and it's gentler to ourselves. It's waking up in the morning with gratitude. And mm -hmm. the reason we don't 
call ourselves a kindness movement is because we believe that giving is inclusive of kindness, but yep. it's also gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and gratitude can start with as soon as you wake up in the morning, take a look around your life and find the things you can be grateful for. And I don't mean the things that could, it doesn't have to be other people. Gratitude can start with, thank God. I have a bed to lie in. Thank goodness for this beautiful pillow that I wake up to every morning. Um, Thank goodness I get to wake up and have a window that I can look out at the world and watch the sun come up. So gratitude can really start with the really simple things. It can be thank you for another day. Thank you for another breath um, that I get. And then we move into, you know, and I actually did this this morning um, and I call it my I am's and it's, where can you look at your life and go, okay, what are my I am's? What am I good at? Where is my strength? Where is my courage? Where am I brave in my life? And for some people, being brave is just waking up and getting out of bed because even that is really hard. So it's connecting to those internal voices that we have, turning off that bad little voice that tells us the things we're not good at and changing that voice around to, giving to yourself and saying, what are the things I am good at? What can I focus on that I am good at? And a comment I got recently was, is I give all of the time, but I'm still really depressed and I'm still really anxious. And what we need to realize is when we give, it's that impact that we make on the world, even when it's small. So you can be grateful for that, that if you went and fed a homeless person or sat down and talked to them, or you picked up garbage to help the planet or threw seeds out for birds in the middle of winter, that's a big impact that you're making on the world. Be grateful for that action that you made. Be happy for yourself that you made an impact on the world. Because when we all make those little impacts, if 7 billion people did that every day, we're changing the world together. Um, so, so be happy and, and be proud of yourself and recognize it. And when we say recognize your 365 give, it will connect you to your own superhero and the thing that you did to be a superhero in our world. You don't have to go you know, chase down a bank robber um, or put bad guys in jail to be a superhero. Just right. making an impact on the world that's your own superhero and connect to that part of who you are. Cause we all have that ability inside of us. That's true. But unfortunately we are not being taught. Um, however, that's why I'm, I'm so thrilled to learn that your initiative is, you know, um, unfolding on a global scale right now, you know, because this is one of the chances that we can get for, for the people to actually be informed, you know, to be told because no one tells us in school that we need to be kind. No one tells us in school that we need to give back. You know, they're just unfortunately um, focusing on, on what has always been that way, you know, but again, I know that you have included that in schools too, right? I mean, your project has been, has been involved in schools right now. Uh, It's integrated actually. It is. Yeah, it's actually when we evolved and Nick and I stopped. I don't want to say stopped. We didn't. We never stopped. But when we were done our 365 days of giving, um, it was actually the next step to our program, Mm -hmm. uh, or what 
how we evolved 365 Give. And, and a teacher friend had called me and said, how can I take 365 Give into my classroom? And so we actually sat down and we created an educational program because we both believed that integrating a daily giving practice like they do mindful training these days. A lot of schools are integrating mindful practices, yoga, mm -hmm. breathing. We believe that integrating a daily giving habit um, of small, easy ways that kids could practice giving. Um, we understand that social emotional learning, and that's what daily giving is. It's a social emotional practice. And when schools integrate it into their classrooms and their schools, we have been able to witness and see the emotional shift that happens for classrooms and schools, how their kids are happier, how they're feeling empowered, how they're feeling that they can make an impact and a change in the world. Um, and it's been beautiful to watch. And I actually now have the privilege of being a youth mentor. And I work with high school students who have created uh, what we now call our Do One Give Day event. Mm -hmm. And it's a global giving event that's been created by youth. And Do One Give Day is a one-day event. It's actually coming up soon on April 17th. Um, we, when we encourage people all over the world, not just youth, but our youth take it into their schools and into other youth programs and leadership groups, um, and 365 Give takes it to their global community, and uh, we encourage people to do one give and change what we call change the headlines for one day where we encourage people to go to their social media platforms share with people what they're doing to do one give on April 17th, post a picture, do a video, the same way that we do on 365 Give all of the time, do it on Instagram, uh, Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, um, and tag friends on it and encourage other people to do one give because that's how we created and that's how Nick and I have created this ripple that keeps spreading around the world because we want this message of giving and the positive effect that it can have on people to continue its ripple around the world. And, and it's the way that the youth are now doing it because they understand that when they empower other people to give um, through their daily giving practice, that will continue to educate and inspire other people to give. And that's how we're going to change the world. You know, our mission is to change the world one give one day at a time. And people always say to me, how do you figure you're going to change the world? Well, I can finally say now we have touched millions of people's lives by our simple actions and by inspiring other people to give. And we know that changing the world is possible when we all take the time to give in our lives every day. It only has to take two minutes. And when we educate our kids, guess what? They're our next world leaders. So right. if we want great world leaders, let's teach them how to give because that's how we are going to create the people that are going to lead our world in a beautiful way mm -hmm. versus some of the ways that are happening right now. Right. Right. That's so true. And actually, after I saw your, your story, I was thinking this morning while I was taking my girls to the kindergarten, how we can do something similar, you know, what, what could be our daily give. But then on, on the way to the kindergarten, I was just watching them and they were eating crackers, you know, each of them was eating a cracker. And then I just saw, I never said anything to my girls. So all those questions were just in my head. 
But then suddenly I saw my girl, my elder one, she just stopped and she started, you know, uh, sharing her cracker like mm-hmm. on the floor for the birds, you know, and I was like, she's already, already doing one gift. Do it. You yep. know, so she's actually, and you know what, and we call it, and we just meal. name it. Absolutely. And when you name it, so in our family, even if, listen, I have three boys and we're talking, Mm -hmm. you know, competitive, they fight all the time. They do all those things. My children are not perfect by any means. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But we name it. So the thing that we love about, or what I personally as a parent love about 365 Kid is when my boys share, when whatever it is, or we're out and they pick up garbage and innately or naturally, we just name it and we go, that's your 365 gift for the day so that it becomes a conscious awareness for them that they are naming it and they're doing it. We recognize it. We celebrate it because I think that actions like your daughter did, they're just not celebrated. Children innately have this in them. We're actually born to give. Our bodies and our brains have these systems built into them. And the problem is, is that we go through life they learn other things. Um, they're exposed to things that aren't so great in our world. So instead, when you just name it or, or recognize it in your children, tell them how proud you are of them, mm-hmm. it becomes something that they want to move towards because they realize the good that they're creating in the world. So say to your daughter, like literally go home tonight and just say, I was so proud of you that you did that to support the wildlife and the birds in our world. And just recognize it in her. You don't have to call it 365 Give, but just recognize what a really beautiful thing it was that she did. Yeah, but I think I'm going to start, you know, uh, using something, if not this, something similar so that, as you said, they become conscious of what they're doing. And they will be more and more willing because I was observing them as well. How, And you are right. They are born with this, um, you know, instinct of, of sharing because they do that among themselves, yeah. among them, right? Even in kindergarten with other kids, they are ready to share whatever. They would give their shirts or they would give, you know, toys, Absolutely. whatever to to their their classmates. So yeah, I'm really I'm really happy, you know, to to learn that and to actually give this to my consciousness first, you know, so that I can share with them afterwards. Beautiful. Well and you know it's the way, you know, we all have all these anti bullying days that go on and the recognition Mm of, you know, stop bullying and fight bullying. We believe this is the best way to fight bullying. If kids were just taught to be kind and giving and nice to each other, Mm -hmm. that's how bullying is going to stop. And it's, it's really that simple. And guess what? We can do it as grown up as grown ups as well. You know, there's bullying that goes on all the time uh, with grown ups. Forget children, and this is the way that we can stop it when we when we start our day and we integrate giving into who we are as people. Mm-hmm. It's how the bullying is going to stop in the world. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, um, I lost my idea. It's okay. Um, no, I was thinking that we were talking about bullying, uh, and how we can stop it. Uh, I have, oh my God. Yeah. I just lost my idea. The point was that, yeah, indeed, you know, if, if we teach kids to, to just collaborate. Yeah, that was it. So, well, and that's what it is, right? They, they collaborate together. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. Because unfortunately, they are being, you know, the competition is always being instilled by all means, by, you know, all surroundings, by everyone, by the society, you know, name it, TV, whatever. Everything encourages competition. And it's funny because um, just yesterday evening, I had, um, I had this talk with my girls because the younger one wants to be first always and the always. Other, uh, yeah and <laughs> the elder one wants to have everything done from strike one so i was having this this chat with my girls you know telling them about competition and about how they shouldn't always follow what other people tell them to you know because mm-hmm. i also want to integrate with them the fact that they need to learn how to think for themselves mm-hmm. so follow their own hearts yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. and that's why I will, I will make sure to integrate, you know, your initiative in some sort of way. We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey, of our business startup, or we're coaching, or we're writing, and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that it is pretty difficult to get the word out there. But that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn, Andrada Anite. I would love to work with you further on, and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand. Get ready for the free global app that works for you. WorkApp is set to revolutionize the way people connect in their personal and professional lives. Finally, there's a one-stop shop to help you post jobs or gain employment. Would you like your very own digital shop without any fees or charges? A global messaging service. And you can also post all types of events and courses, and you can buy, sell, or rent any items you wish. WorkApp is a global platform that helps you find what you need, when you need it, without any costs or delays. So, sign up for this exciting new service today. WorkApp works for you. Let me tell you about a new show that I came across lately. It's called One Nation Radio and is that kind of show that simply unites the entire world through the voice of the host. So just go ahead, give it a listen and support John Gora, who is a new podcaster and will definitely appreciate it. Going back to your initiative, I want to ask you, I'm, I'm a curious person, so I hope that's okay. Um, of in terms of you know, we were talking about competition and comparison, but in terms of analyzing your child from day one, since he started to do that, till the 365 days were complete, what was his evolution? Yeah, you know, I have to say my little man, Nick, um, you know, at the age of three, the great thing is, is that your children, you know, it's their time of learning in their life. Mm -hmm. I think at the age of three, our children are not innately nasty or not nice people to begin with. Mm -hmm. So Nick has always been and was born what I call an old soul. Mm -hmm. Um, Did I see a big change in him? It's not that I saw a big change in him, 
where the change has been or who he has become, because Nick is now 11 years old. If you ask anybody, whether it's a teacher, another parent, um, his friends, is Nick is a kind, beautiful little man. Uh, he, and that's who he has become. It has become who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the beauty of what we've seen and what I see in my kid is that everybody just thinks that my kid is a beautiful little boy um, and he is sweet and he's kind and he volunteers. It, he, it's just who he is. And so I think that's the evolution that I've watched and I've been able to witness is that because we instilled this in him in such a young age, it's just who he is, period. Right. Um, and it's who he has become. Uh, is a is exactly what I hope for a kind, compassionate, loving human being, uh, and and that's all I could possibly hope for in any of my kids, and I see it in all of my kids. It's what the teachers and other parents say in all of them. They're just really uh, beautiful little children. So I should understand that they also collaborate, right? They all the time, yeah. They're not just fighting, but they also learn to collaborate, right? How do they collaborate the best? Can you give us an example? Yeah, you know what? Our best moments are when we're doing or preparing to do something to give. That's that's when they're at their best, honestly. So if we're making cookies together or we're delivering them or we're going down to spend time with the animals, there's never any fighting when we're going down and volunteering with those cats. Um, When we're doing... um, The kids a lot help me lead uh, class projects. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we might, one of our favorite class projects to do is we teach them how to make a bird feeder out of a pine cone. Um, And we use it with all literally pine cones that we find. We roll them in honey and they're the greatest leaders when we're teaching this to other kids. They become leaders to other children. When we're doing videos together, you know, they help me with all of my video creation on Instagram and Facebook. Um, And they're at their best when we're doing that together. And it's really beautiful. And it's their way to shine and feel confident um, and happy. And like they're contributing in another way and reaching like, favorite things and I'm not great on our own YouTube channel. Um, but they always say to me, mommy, let's, we got to post this on YouTube and I'm good at posting on Instagram and Facebook, but you know, they want to be like the YouTube givers of the world. That's what they would love to do. (laughs) So they shine in their confidence and they're so proud of what they do when we give. Um, and so one day I'm hoping when I become a little better at YouTube or they do, um, that they will grow our YouTube channel and, make that shine for other people to see right it gives them it gives them confidence and it makes them proud and that's the best part for sure so um the elder one is 11 right nick is 11 he is 11 yes and how old are the others uh they are six and seven wonderful okay um i was just asking you know out of curiosity but i want to leave in the uh, show notes you know your youtube channel so that you yes. said you want to uh, to grow it so that people can see how many videos are there and what they can actually see there all your adventure through uh, they will they will see some of them you know really the best place to go because you'll have access to all of it So our website um, with our global giving community, you can join as a member. Everything we do, we are a a registered charity. So everything we do is free for everybody because we really think that encouraging, inspiring, and educating people to give 
should be free for everybody. Mm -hmm. So on our website at www.365give.ca, we are Canadian. Um, you can go in there, you can access everything from, you can join and be part of our global community. Mm -hmm. um, we have an educational program there. You can join our Do One Give Day campaign there. Um, you can join and get daily emails sent to your inbox on ways to give every day. And you will also have access to our YouTube channel. We call it 365 Give um, TV. You can see our TED Talk from there, uh, our Instagram accounts. So it's all connected there, an easy way to see everything that we do to inspire people to give. Uh, so I'd say that's the best place to go so you can see us uh, and find all the different ways that you can interconnect uh, with us as well. And obviously, you can go and watch our TED Talk, How to Be Happy Every Day. It will change the world. Uh, and we're happy to leave a comment. I respond to all of them. I can't wait to respond to your comments. And you just watched <laughs> it. Um, and we interact with people there. And you can email us, changetheworld at 365give.ca. And we respond to every single email from people all over the world. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's some engagement. Oh my God. Wonderful. It's, you know what? It's wonderful. It's a lot of work. We do our best. We are a volunteer run organization that includes everything I do um, as executive director. Um, and so we just do our best. Anybody wants to volunteer with us and help us, you know, reach out to us. We need as many hands as we can to spread our message. Um, sure. And, you know, happy to meet people and interact because it's our favorite thing to do. Yeah, I actually, uh, if you if you recall, to ev last evening, if I'm not mistaken, I I mentioned you a friend of mine, and I just told her, you know, that uh, we should connect, and I gave her yep. your video, so she would be more than honored, you know, to get in touch with you. Um, we are already connected, and I love that one. The one thing I love yeah? about, you know, I personally awesome. love about LinkedIn, and I'm pretty new to LinkedIn. Um, and that it's just the, the most, uh, authentic and beautiful connections that you can right. make there, obviously where we met and, um, you know, my community and my LinkedIn family grows every day with mm -hmm. the most beautiful people that people like you connect me with. Thank um, you. and that just keeps traveling and that ripple for me keeps connecting. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Well, I'm just a small part, but I'm 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 honored by your words. I have another question that I don't want to lose. Um, you're teaching your kids to give, right? Yes. But we know that there are a lot of people who, just like the guy that commented on on your uh, TED talk, you know, um, there are people that like to take advantage of the ones that give. Mm -hmm. So my question goes towards. How do you teach your kids not to let themselves taken advantage of? Considering the fact that there are such kind souls and they're, you know, being taught to be kind to everyone. Um, you know what? Uh, because we're not doing video, you can't see it. Uh, you know, it, I, I'm going to tell you personally, it tends to be a big problem for me because it's who I am innately is to give. Uh, you know, you have to set boundaries on your giving because with the kids, it's all very simple uh, ways of giving back. Um, you know, they don't have to or they don't have to set those boundaries yet. I think as adults, it tends to be more of the problem mm -hmm. that sometimes people take advantage or they ask and ask and ask. I get asked to do a lot of volunteer work or, you know, join boards or be ambassadors and all of these things. And it's taken me a long time, but I have learned 
um, that I have to say no at times mm -hmm. um, because of my clear focus on what I want to do with my charity. Um, so I think that as well that you're only taking advantage of, of your giving when you allow people to take advantage. So, you know, when we do small gives that are coming from our heart that feel right for us, you know, I don't think a homeless person can take advantage of us when we're giving them a meal. Yeah. Um, and you just set your boundaries that work for you. You know, I don't have millions of dollars to give away. If a homeless person asks me for 20 bucks, some days I don't have it to give to them. I might have two. So that's what I give them. Um, and you just set your boundaries based on what works for you and you learn to say no. Um, it was actually a talk or an inspirational uh, video I watched recently about Oprah Winfrey. And it was um, the biggest problem that she had is that she had to learn to say no to people mm -hmm. when she started becoming famous. And um, it was Maya Angelou who taught her when she had to say no. And I think we know a feeling inside of ourselves when it when you're going too far or you're giving too much because you, you do get worn down and you get um, more than you can do and then you're not effective for other people. So when people ask me to be an ambassador or sit on their board of directors, it's too far for me because I can't give it any more of my time. I just don't have it. Mm -hmm. um, so I've just learned to set those boundaries and I think we all have to set those boundaries of what's possible based on our own life. Right. But yeah yeah that's that's true that is is more valid for for the adults however i've seen a lot of let's say um not that well <clears throat> sorry not that well intended children right yes the not so, so nice children yeah not <laughs> yes. so nice children exactly so i was they, I was they exist about how do you you know try to guide your kids to to yeah you know, handle this kind of situation. Yeah. I, honestly, I tell them to walk away. Um, I have uh, one of my kids um, has what we call sensory superpowers. And so he gets kids like this approaching him or not being so next to him a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have literally, um, uh, we have literally have conversations about this all the time. And I, and I just say to him, you know what, you walk away you walk away, you walk away. And it is our message that you just walk away from these people. Don't say anything. You don't respond. You walk away or you put your hand up. You say, talk to my hand and you turn around and you walk away. Um, because that's all we can do. We can only not interact with the people that are not so nice in the world. Um, not everybody is brave enough to stand up to them. And so when you're not comfortable to stand up to people who are not so nice, you turn your back and you walk away. Right. And that's my message. You walk away. If you're not feeling like you can be nice back um, or be being kind, because that's always what I say is turn around and be kind to somebody. You know, if somebody's bullying you, I've literally said to my boys, let's bring them cookies today. Let's turn around and do something nice and bring you cookies. And, and so that's the other thing that we'll do is for the kids that are not being so nice, we'll turn around and we'll actually do something so nice that they can't be a bully anymore. Hmm. That's an interesting way of, of, com of combating bullying, you yeah. know, that's, that's yeah. for sure. Turn around and be nice because they won't, they won't be able to not be nice anymore. Um, you know, when you turn around and you're nice to a bully, they don't know how to respond. Exactly. They're, they will be, trying... they'll be speechless. Yeah. They're just trying to, you know, always sting you and, and yeah. learn something, you know, just make you angry yeah. and right. 
What we have to remember about bullies is bullies usually are struggling more than anybody else. True. They're trying to elevate themselves because they're so far down and they don't feel confident and they don't feel good about themselves. They're trying to elevate themselves by bringing others down or bringing attention to themselves because they're not feeling good about themselves. So when you bring a bully up and make a bully feel good in a positive way, they'll respond completely differently to you. True. Yeah, wow. bullies are the ones that feel the worst. And we always mm -hmm. have to remember that, you know, and whether that's a leader of a country or it's a person in your life or somebody in your company or another child at school, they're the ones that are struggling the most. That's true. And unfortunately, nobody asks them, right? No, they don't. They instead, what happens to the bullies is they get pounded on, especially the kids at school in regard that the teachers are always saying to them, you're bad, you're nasty, you're not a good person. And that's where we can turn the bullies around is turn them around, show them kindness, show them compassion and help them understand that when they give, instead of being a bully, they're going to feel way better. Right. Right. And in regards to this, we're, we're getting to the power of choice, right? We can choose yes. to be good. We can choose to be, you know, not so good. So, every day, every minute in our lives. Yeah. Precisely. So if your children would ask you, what is actually the power of choice? How would you explain to them? And I want to, let's say, targets in quotes, the younger one. So let's mm -hmm. say for the six, you said six, right? For the yes. six years old. How would you explain the power of choice to him? To me, I explain the power of choice through how you feel. So your choices um, every day and in every minute of your day is you can choose something that will lead you to feeling happy or you can choose something to leading you to something that does not feel good. If you're making a choice and it doesn't feel good from the inside, um, it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel cranky. It makes you feel um, explosive or angry, you're not making a good choice. If you're making a choice that's leading you towards happiness or feeling good, then you're moving in the direction you should move in. And that's how I explain it. I choose it. I help them choose based on how they feel. I think that's the best way to, you know, to teach them how to yeah. actually follow their, their inner voice, right? Because we're their actually inner talking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's their inner, I, it's their, your inner guidance system every time, right? Um, that's how we can be guided in, in all of our lives. And it's not just for children, it's for adults as well. When we're moving towards something that feels good, you know, you're on the right path. If you're feeling stressed and angry and depressed and not good, you're going the wrong way. And you got to just change either whether it's your thoughts, but you've got to change that feeling. And for everybody, it's different. For some people, meditation works. For some people, going out into uh, nature works. For some people, exercise works. Um, but you need to find that thing that starts changing how you feel and changes that inner voice in your head. We all got that inner voice. Let's be serious. That matters away to us all day, every day. So what's that inner voice saying to you? Is it good or is it not so good? And that's just your, your inner guidance system and how you feel that will guide you to that. And how you feed that, that inner voice, right? Absolutely. You're going, are you spiraling down a drain as we call it and repeating over and over again, those, those thoughts that are not making you feel good, or are you repeating things that make you feel good? Mm -hmm. That's true. That's in, I mean, everything that you've taught me, you've told us today is, you know, just made of, made of a lot of 
teachings and I'm really, really grateful for, for this conversation. Tell me please, Jacqueline, uh, are you uh, still having um, keynotes, keynote events? I mean, are you still going as a keynote speaker? Absolutely, I do them uh, I all the time. Um, I do keynotes um, around a lot of different topics, uh, mm -hmm. obviously around giving, um, around topics like what we call the ROI of happiness. So the importance of bringing um, happiness and giving into your business because how it not only um, elevates your team, but actually is the best return on your investment. When you invest in your people, help them understand and connect to their happiness and giving within them and in your company, it will be the greatest investment you will ever make for your company. And, and the, the rate of return you will get um, to your bottom line by making those investments in your people. Um, I talk to schools, obviously, all the time, uh, youth leadership groups um, and youth. Uh, and one of my favorite talk topics uh, to always address in keynotes is bringing happiness to the table and how you can do that um, in all areas and aspects of your life, from your family to your school to your business. Right. Right. Um, going a bit to, to the company talks, right? You said that you're talking yes. for companies too. Mm -hmm. So I would like to ask you one thing. I'm, again, I'm really cu curious. How did leaders, CEOs, you know, executives, how did yes. they react the first time that you had a talk in a company, you know, telling them that they actually need to invest in, in people? Because unfortunately, a lot of leaders or so-called leaders, you know, they are just looking for the numbers and they are seeing people as numbers. So you're actually trying to bring back the human factor from what I understand. So what was their reaction the first time that, that you had this kind of talk? Well, you know, um, leaders understanding happiness, there's kind of two types of leaders I'm finding right now in companies. They are, there's the old school leaders who believe that um, leading your organization from a very authoritative, you know, task-oriented, go, go, go um, type of leadership um, is one way of going. And there's what I call the thought leaders that are now um, leading in companies where they're understanding. And those are really the people that I talk to because I think that there's two types of leaders emerging right now in the corporate world. And obviously, when I'm brought in to speak with um, leaders and companies and organizations, they're really looking at addressing and inspiring their people. Mm -hmm. It's no longer just teaching them the algorithms of their business and how to go out and sell more and, and how to go out and make more money for the company. Companies are really looking at inspiring their people. Companies are looking at bringing happiness to their people. Companies are looking at ways to engage new types of workers into their companies, um, how their companies can give back to the world at large. And those are really the people that I'm engaging with and the leaders that understand the importance of keeping their people, leading by example, inspiring their people to keep them engaged because this then brings that to their customer. And when your employees are happy and engaged and feeling like they're part of a community, um, within an organization, that's what they're bringing to their customers. And we're seeing more and more of this 
uh, in organizations. And those are really the people that are bringing me into their companies. Um, I just recently did a, a leadership group um, here in Canada for about 200 people. And the reaction that we got from not only the CEOs of the company, but their leaders that I touched, um, it was so beautiful and so remarkable. We all felt elevated. Um, they went back feeling excited, looking at new ways to engage their customers from a different perspective um, and how they could increase their own business through engagement with happiness and giving with what they were doing. And it was really beautiful to watch. And, and just so everybody knows, and if you're listening, we and, and my keynote talks, um, we actually do it differently at 65 Give and anybody that hires me personally to do a keynote talk it's actually a donation that goes right back to 365 give to help just sustain what we do um, so we we look at my keynotes in a different way from a profit perspective than most people do and it just goes back to feeding what we spread around the world this is so, so beautiful wow that that's this one inspiring story you know i mean a bundle of inspiring stories that's what i meant you know all this conversation and everything that you exposed in here and again i'm i'm tremendously gra grateful that you accepted to be my guest for today thank you so much well and thank you for having me and just honored to talk to your community and honestly just so happy that we're connected it was an instant beautiful connection and yeah. i'm just so grateful for that me too I wish you an amazing day ahead. I know that it's very, very early for you, so I don't want to keep you know, any longer. Um, but I just want to wish you great success with everything that you do because I see how you attract abundance in your life and in Thank your you. life. And I do hope that they will have a wonderful future and so will you. So again, well, thank you so much. And please go give your daughter a big hug from me and tell her I am so grateful for her supporting the wildlife and the birds today. So you, can, you can share that one with her for me. So thank I you so much for having me. And I wish everybody a really beautiful day. Wonderful. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for reaching the end of this episode. I wish you an amazing day ahead. And please. Don't forget, smile at life, and life will smile right back at you.